The Island Portugal Business Network is comprised of more than 150 member companies based in Portugal and Ireland. These companies are from a wide range of industries and professions and represent in excess of 25,000 people. Okay, so good morning, everybody. Lovely to see many of you here. Just a little bit about uh, me before you, um, before I go into the presentation. So I've um, been living in the Algarve now for uh, three and a half years. Absolutely love it. And I have many Irish connections. So this network seems to be perfect fit for me. So uh, thank you. I'm so glad that, uh, that I've found you. Um, my background is quite unusual in that I've had startup experience. I started my first business at the age of 22, which was 44 years ago now. Seems ridiculous, but there we go. Feels like yesterday. Um, did very, very well. Things went wrong in the middle 80s and I ended up in corporate where I stayed for 12 years and I went from being an administrative assistant to being a chief executive and managing partner of law firms and I also ran a consulting division for Ernst & Young in London. So I've got experience in startups, in retail, the the, the business was kitchens, Um I've worked with lawyers, with accountants at senior level, so I know how various different conversations go. And the things that go right the way through the middle of it all is how we behave and how our behaviour affects our health. So in 2009, I had my first cancer, which was breast cancer. I had another one in 2011. And then in 2015, because I wasn't listening, I got a stage four diagnosis of Hodgkin's lymphoma and I beat it in three months, which is quicker than some people take to get diagnosed. And since then I've trained as a nutritionist and my whole thing now about behavioral profiling alongside what I do in corporate, helping teams to function better is about the effect it has on the, the harmony, the health and well-being, the happiness, all that kind of stuff in corporate. So I'm going to run you through some some basics, very basics, obviously, in, in an hour's masterclass. We can't go into detail. Um, but if anybody would like their own behavioural profile, um, there is um, a link that Arnold will sell you, sell you, <laughs> send you later on after the after the event. So this is me. Oh, I, I did a master's degree in, in the middle of all that as well with um, Nottingham Law School. I call it my up yours MBA because I was the only woman in a man's world for many, many years. And um, I wanted to do something that proved that I was as good as them. And um, I embarked on a MBA. Um, it was the world's first MBA in legal practice in 1990. Five. I graduated in 1997 at the age of 40 um, with an MBA in legal practice and they actually stopped doing the course. It was too hard. And yet I went to it without even an A-level, went straight into a master's. And that was because I'd got business experience. So, so many people think they can't transition from one industry sector to another because they only know that industry sector. But as many of us know, we can transition. Our behaviour is our behaviour is our behaviour. And it's how we apply it that makes all the difference. So let's um, let's take you through this, um, or my, my version of disbehavioural profiling, when I can get the buttons to work. Okay. There we go. So a lot of people think stress in the workplace is really bad. 
but it's not what happens, it's how you react to it that makes a difference. And how we react to the stress that we're presented with will differ according to your, your base behavioral profile. We've all got um we've all got similar uh, patterns in our behavior at a very very core level you know we're all we're all frightened of some things we're all happy we're all sad you know we have all these emotions so we have all these characteristics but some of us will have more of some than the other um, and how we react to what happens to us makes a huge difference um, in life the key thing is to know yourself um, as it is um, it's it says we've heard many many times know thyself when you know what your behavioural strengths are, you can then manage yourself better and you can also then get to understand other people better. And when you appreciate the differences, you recognise the differences, that will increase the harmony in the workplace, in your personal relationships and anywhere else. So I specialise in the DISC model of behavioural analysis. And if you were to Google DISC, you will come up with certain words you'll come up with words that are slightly different to mine and the reason I use different words is because when I was first trained back in the 90s I was giving feedback to people and they were behaving and um, the the d you'll, you'll you'll get to understand what the d is in a moment and um, but the d profile was given you know coming back to me really quite stroppy and I thought don't like this so I had a team that I trained about 16 people and we were working in schools helping head teachers to understand their management teams and then in turn their heads of department and then down into the students so I was teaching how to use the disc in a in a, a student education and environment um, and that was my early days before I started applying it in in corporate so do disc um, do a disc search on any search engine and you will find various different words you will find millions and millions of hits it's one of the world's most common commonly used tools so as i've said there's many areas that you can use disc in your life um i've helped families i've helped couples reconcile i've helped um teams work better and um, i've helped people recover their health i mean there's so many ways that you can use disc and as far as i know i'm the only disc practitioner who uses disc now in terms of health and well-being, most people just use it in corporate. And when I talk to disc practitioners about health and well-being, they think I've lost the plot. They don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so what I've created is is really quite unusual and um, very happy with it. It's not a colour model. Lots of behavioural profiling tools out there are coloured, which is why I've translated the the disc to the, the colour models. It's not... Um, uh, these aren't the the exact colours, but these are similar. So sometimes you might get the the, the green and the yellow transposed. Um, but those of you who know about the colour models will understand what I'm talking about. So these are the words I use. Direct, inspiring, supportive and conscientious, which make up the DISC mnemonic. So D-I-S-C. Direct, inspiring, supportive and conscientious. So people say to me when I meet them, what profile do you think I am? And I've got pretty good at sussing people out over many, many years, but I'm not always right because what you see is often not what you get. 
So I'm sure many of you have seen this picture, but those of you who haven't, I don't know if you want to pop in the chat box what you think you're looking at in this picture. Any any suggestions? Don't all shout at once. So he's not he's not a parrot. It's not a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lot, lots of people would say parrot, lots of people um would say um it's a lady. So when you look at this picture, we 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 all see things differently. So the same with behavior, we see how people behave differently. So this actually is not a picture of a parrot, it's a picture of a lady who is painted or wearing an outfit that looks, and the way she's sitting on the, uh, a log, it looks like a parrot. Um, <clears throat> if you if you can't see the picture, then uh, message me afterwards and I'll, I'll explain about it. But you'll see her leg going down to the right-hand side and she's leaning on her arm with a hand on the log. So hopefully you can see that. So we can't tell, you know, every time what profile somebody is. And um, so please don't guess because you could could make mistakes. So by understanding um, the the aspect of um, your own behaviour and other people's behaviour, you can reduce your, your stress, you can increase your efficiency, you'll build better relationships at work and home, enjoy better career prospects, understand others and improve your health. And it's the last one that's so, so important. Excuse me while I take a drink. So a bit of history, um, Hippocrates in around 400 BC was a doctor and he first coined the phrase about profiling and he called them the four humours. And the four humours today form the basis of most of the profiling models out there and, and definitely the DISC model. So he was able to tell what type of illness according to moods that people had and their bodily fluids, he would check the, the blood, the bile and the phlegm. And according to the colors, hence the, the color models, you were this type of person or that type of person and predisposed to this or that type of illness. Freud, Marsden and Jung brought the work uh, into more modern day. And we can tell people's profiles at very, very young age. Um, the Jesuits have a saying, give me the boy until he's seven and I'll give you the man. And our family inheritance has a lot to answer for, but it's not the be all and end all. What happens in our first seven years is really important. Our culture, our environment, the people that we're surrounded by, the people that bring us up have a huge influence on who we become. And this is why I first got um, interested in working in schools, because if I had known about my personality profile at an earlier age, life may have turned out very differently, who knows? Um, I was forever being told by the teachers, if only you'd concentrate, if only you'd sit still, if only you focus. But I now know that that's uh, they are characteristics of being an entrepreneur, being a business person. You know, we've got ideas coming at us left, right and centre. And if we're not um, taught in an education setting, things that we think are going to be useful, we, we lose interest. Um, so what happens in our early days is very, very important. When I was working in schools, I used to um, mentor head teachers. I was part of the volunteer um, cohort that was, um, oh gosh, this is back in the, the late 90s. And um, I mentored many, many head teachers and they loved the concept of DISC. 
So we had lots of um, meetings with groups of schools and one head teacher came to me and she said, I love all this stuff. It's made a great uh, impact on my personal life as well as my, my senior management team. However, I want to get this to the, to the students, but my students are infants, they're, they're, they're kindy age, they're, they're you know up to 10, 11 years old. How can we do that? So we created these pictures and try this at home. If you ask your um, children, your grandchildren, family, friends, if if they are if they were, were to be an animal, which of the, these animals they would choose? Sure as eggs are eggs, they will choose one of the animals that suits who they are. So this was a way that even in infant school children, the teachers were able to. <clears throat> excuse me. The teachers were able to see the behaviours developing in the children and then encourage them in ways that naturally suited the children. So that led to better harmony, that uh, better relationships and so on. And rather than telling children off for not doing this and not doing that, which I think is a, a innate thing with, with schools, you, you seem to be taught to sit there, shut up, sit still, don't ask questions. The inquisitive people, they are our next business leaders potentially. So that's a, a bit of background on um, with the children. So we can use this with all ages. Obviously, there is a questionnaire to fill in online, which we can use from about 12 years old upwards. But for younger children, we can use this. And it's also a bit of fun if you if you use this in the office, you can ask, you know, who, who would be the animal um, that you would um, you would align with. Some of the clients I've worked with over the years, they've used, they've made colour cards and um, animal pictures and they've put them on their desks or on their screensavers or whatever that um, depicts who they are so that people know how to interact with them. There's, there's all sorts of ways and fun you can have with this. So very briefly, because we've only, we haven't got long, um, the high D, when I say high, we have... Um, what you call it, uh, graphs that come out on the, the, the behavioural profiling report. So anything that's high is considered over 50% um, on the scoring the matrix. So the high Ds are typically these words, they're assertive, decisive, direct, demanding and competitive. They can come across as being aggressive, impatient, abrupt and insensitive. And depending upon what the situation is, where the high D is performing, shall we say, um, you will see either of these um, uh, aspects, the positive or the limitations. So don't expect a high D person to be all coochie coochie, hugs and kisses. That's that's not the way they are. There's no small talk. Um, there's various other things. When I do training in DISC, I go into all of this, this detail, but these are the, the high level aspects. Great to have if you want something done, give it to a high D, but don't expect people necessarily to be happy um, because they're not kind of looked after. They're they're um, they're part of the task that the D has to has to deal with. The eyes, um, so these are your inspiring people. They're free spirited, fun loving, persuasive, and charming, but they can come across as being interrupting and irritating. They're keen to be liked, they're fickle and, and they're lacking depth in, in some people's eyes because they're always flitting here, flitting there, not sitting still. They're always up to something. They need adventure, they need engagement, they need social engagement. 
whereas the, the high Ds need challenge, these people need social engagement. So if you have the two together, the D and the I, and we are a blend of all of these characteristics, this is not about putting people in boxes. This is about looking at what the leading characteristics are and working towards those characteristics to benefit you rather than putting yourself in a situation that's um, working against you. So great people to have around, but can be irritating to some who like to to, to study or to be more, more quiet. Love a party to the high, high eyes. The high S's. Patient, friendly, loyal, amiable and kind. Great, lovely, soft, gentle people, generally speaking. However, can come across as being indecisive, negative, lacking focus and sitting on the fence. And that's because they don't like to make a decision. If they make a decision, the decision could be the wrong one and they might upset people. They worry. The, The S's worry if they've got nothing to worry about. And these are the people who, in my experience, have... Um, more illness than other styles. Um, the S and the C's tend to be more prone to illnesses because they don't talk, they they, they keep things to themselves and don't share their opinions um, too often. Whereas the D and the I's, you know exactly what's going on because they're telling you and you can physically see what's happening. So the, the S's are beautiful, beautiful people, but you imagine with the, with, with the high D, the lion, um, and the the S, you can very easily fall out of love with each other because one is far more aggressive and too too um, in your face uh, compared to the high S's. And this is where also we get lots of employment um, issues raised. The S's tend to take things very personally and perceive that somebody is behaving in a way that's not very nice towards them, and they take it personally. However. Um, we all behave in the way we behave regardless of a, a situation um, quite quite often. So the high Ds are always high Ds, um, unless they've got high emotional intelligence, um, which is a, another story. So the, these are the high Ss, lovely people. The S, the, the, the C, so the conscientious styles, the L, the all-knowing, the cautious, cool, detached and detailed, very, very detailed. Never argue with these people because they will trounce you with the facts, the information, paragraph, subsection, line, this, that and the other. These are the people that read all the terms and conditions and um, look up every um, detail before they buy anything, you know, when they're making big investments. Um, the eyes would buy a car, say, on the colour and the look, whereas the C's would buy it on the um, economy, efficiency and all, all the good data stuff. They can come across as being un- uncommunicative. Um, as I mentioned, um, the S and the C's don't generally talk as much as the D and the I's. Um, they can appear to be ignoring feelings because they, they're just interested in the facts and the detail. And they can be slow to respond and too formal and rigid. And that's because they're, they're taking time to look at the detail. And that, that um, can come across a bit like the, the S's as being... Um, well, uncommunicative, but also um, not wanting to make decisions. Again, they want to make the right decision. But when they do make a decision, it's always on an informed basis. So these, if you imagine the hare and the tortoise in, in the, um, the the fable, the D's and the I's are the hares and the S and the C's are the tortoises. And we need all of these characteristics to make up a, a harmonious team. And we all have each of these characteristics in us. 
uh, to a greater or lesser extent. So to summarize the, the styles, we've got the D's and the I's, which are the, the faster paced outgoing individuals, glass half full or overflowing in some cases. The S and the C's are more reactive, they're calmer, they're more reserved, etc. The I and the S, they're more people orientated, whereas the D and the C are more task orientated. And do remember, there's no right, there's no wrong, there just is. And what, what you have is, is um, a whole blend of characteristics um, between every single person living on the planet. So no type is best or worse, they're just different. They have their strengths and they have their limitations. And it's the blend that makes up your unique personality. And your health will definitely improve when you align with your true behaviours, absolutely guaranteed. These are some of the health challenges that people generally um, are predisposed towards. So with a D, things like high blood pressure, sports injuries, indigestion, cardiovascular problems, colitis, burnout. Um, they're very um, kind of active types of um, conditions. Um, they try to improve everything to their way. On this on this chart, before I continue with it, um, along the bottom, the reason that those um, statements are the same for all of the characteristics, um, which I'll read out for those listening on, on podcast, um, they have a potential for blocked arteries leading to heart attack and stroke. So when we're not in alignment, when we're trying to be somebody we're not, and we can all be somebody we're not, we can all modify our behaviour, we we stress our body. When our body is stressed, we hold ourselves differently. We tighten our, our arteries um, and we all have a potential for blocked arteries leading to heart attack and stroke. And I used to run cardiovascular health clinics in the UK for many years and was able, well, I'm, I still have a device that um, I haven't used for a while. I'm thinking about re restarting it again. Um, I can tell the likelihood of somebody having a heart attack or stroke so we can then stop that happening and um that's a, that's another story so we've got the got the d's who would try to improve everything to their way um the eyes tend to do too much um they often have fatigue overindulgence in drink and drugs they get stressed if they're combined as i mentioned they're socially active people so don't ever put a high eye in a room on their own in the workplace they're just going to shrivel up um, they can tend to get depression, high blood pressure and adrenal conditions because they're they're burning the candles at all ends, uh, partying, early mornings. Um, these are your, your real passionate people who um, get quite excited over things. Um, the the S, the um, tend to have more internal types of um, conditions. So um, things like ulcers, IBS, gastric troubles, insomnia, fatigue. Um, again, fatigue come, comes along in, in quite uh, bucket loads, particularly in, in workplace stress. Um, they worry about anything and everything, as I mentioned before, and that's often why they can't sleep, because their mind's going over and over and over. There's there's answers to all of these health conditions, by the way, and I'm doing a series of masterclasses on um, every Wednesday evening for 10 weeks, and um, people who register can get the recordings. It's all free. And it's telling you, um, telling you, it's showing you education stuff on how you can avoid all these 
conditions. Um, the final one on here with the health staff, the Cs and the conscientious styles, they tend to hold on to thoughts and things. Um, they tend to get migraines, skin conditions, anxiety, depression, constipation, gallbladder problems and arthritis. If you ever you get constipation, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's you're holding on to something, which you are physically holding on to something. So functional medicine um, practitioners will, will um, you know, that they, they tell you all about this. So when you're holding on to something, your your whole body is holding on and that even includes your poo i'm afraid so if you know of anybody who's constipated um it's a coaching question you know what are you holding on to okay so behavior patterns i mentioned about uh graphs that we get when we, when we have the report the report comes out that's about 12 pages long gives all sorts of information so they we come out with all these different um behavior patterns and I will explain uh, some of them here. So the one on the left is um, what I call a bucket shape profile. So the the D and the C you can see here are much higher. So they're higher. So this profile is called a CD profile. So the C, the conscientious, the L is the leading behavior, followed by the the lion, the the high D. So you can see there on the chart, we've got the 50 marker with a thicker line. So you've got the high there, um, the C and the D. The person here would be totally task orientated. So remember the chart that I showed on the previous slide where we've got the task people on the left, which is the D and the Cs, and the people um, on the right, the I and the S. So this person here is um, typical of a head teacher, and a um, and uh, an entrepreneur, managing director, um, self-employed person, who who is a leader. However, they wouldn't be a terribly popular leader. But this is a very common profile. They are not interested in the people. They're only interested in getting the task done. You can see the people aspect is is on the floor. So that's a, that's not a people person. The chart on the right is a people person, and this is the other leadership profile that's very common. So with a high eye leading, so the culture of both the organizations, if, if we were talking about two separate leaders of different organizations, the culture will be totally different just by looking at the pattern here. Um, <clears throat> so I can tell, I, I always profile the managing partner, managing director first, so I know who I'm dealing with and how to interact with them. And I'm also have an indication of the culture of the organization because as we know, everything leads from the top. So this person leads with a high eye, with a with the fun, inspirational aspect, um, followed by the D. So they're they're a go-getter, they're a they're a doer, um, they they're a high achiever. The S and the C are on the floor. So this is a person, unlike the previous profile, this person is not interested in rules. Uh, regulations, process, procedure. They're doing things at 100 miles an hour. And the other thing I didn't mention about the S, the higher the S measurement, the more the stress is likely. And the lower the S, the more, <clears throat> the more, whoops, more multitasking the person will be doing. So when, when the S is high, that means the person is doing things properly. They're doing things one at a time, dotting the I's, crossing the T's. When the S comes down, that's a sign of multitasking, 100 miles an hour. 
and um, a high-paced individual. So you very often you'll find somebody with a high D also has a low S, and that's the commonality between these two profiles is that you've got the got the propensity to be very demanding and very um, high high activity. <clears throat> so when we get the profiles, I'm just going to cough. Excuse me, I'm going to put me on mute. Excuse me. So the the high the um the internal profile and the external profile. This is where I can tell about health and well being issues and whether somebody is in alignment or not with their behavior pattern. When we're out of alignment, this is where the health and the disharmony is caused. So many people come into work and they'll put on a suit, they'll put on a uniform and they'll behave differently in the way that they behave out of work. And that is a real, real trigger for poor health. So you can see this person here is behaving differently between their internal and their external profile. I won't go into all, all the ins and outs of it in, in this because we don't have time, but it's very, very interesting. And I could talk about this for, for days on end, um, how people's behavior is, is different and causing them so many problems. <clears throat> okay, and my screen has now stopped working. Let me go. So we have um, the internal profile. This is a different um, example, an internal profile with a with a different external profile. And what happens is the, the system will pick up the amount of shift. And when our behavior is shifting, the shift aspect, that's known as tension. So we want to see all of the all of the profiles looking the same regardless of whatever style you are it doesn't matter but when we have them looking the same that's when your body is in harmony that's when your relationships will be in harmony because you're not pretending to be somebody you're not you're being your true authentic self so the system looks at the level of behavior shifts and in, in this example the inspiring is the biggest shift so the person um that we're talking about here, they were lowering their eye. So in the workplace, they were not being so outgoing, they're keeping their head down, and that's causing a shift 24% in their profile. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know what's happened to my voice this morning, I've been talking far too much. <clears throat> so we have an adaptability factor, we can all adapt and modify our behavior to a greater or lesser extent. And this person's adaptability factor is 54%. Now, when our adaptability factor is high and our tension is within that factor, there's no problem on the health. There is a problem, potential problem with the behavior uh, and the harmony within the workplace, but it's not necessarily a health factor. So again, there's lots of ways um, to, to look at this information. The adaptability, I very rarely see people more than 20% adaptability. To give you an example of why I was a challenge at school, now I know, and looking back in hindsight with the 2020 vision that hindsight gives us, my adaptability factor, and I've got my profiles going back now over 20 years, my own personal adaptability factor is anywhere between 60 and 90%, which is huge. So I can, I can, be whatever I need to be when the circumstances um, dictate. But 
that doesn't mean I'm in my natural comfort zone. I have the I have a, a special gift that I'm able to modify to a huge extent. Um, and that stood me in good stead with stead with my first business. I was um selling, designing, arranging um installations for kitchens and um this was in in london and we did all harrods work and i could be dealing with east end gangsters one day and lords and ladies the next day in my early 20s little did i know that was what i was doing was project managing i didn't know all those terms in those days and i didn't realize how how you know the gift of flexibility was was helping me in in all those years ago but there we are so this person here doesn't have a health problem, but they do have a problem with the um, behaviours in the workplace because when they're adapting so much, people wouldn't always know necessarily know how to how to interact with them. This is an example of a team that I profiled. Obviously, I've changed the names um, some time ago. Jane Bevan here, who you can see, um, has oodles and oodles of flexibility. She wanted to bring in a new service line to her business. And I could see from um, it was a physical meeting that I had. I could see that the staff were stressed out. Um, and I said, let's profile them because you can't bring in a new service line with stressed staff because you're going to end up with so many problems. There's no staff and you're going to hide into nothing. You, you know, potentially your, your, your reputation and your business will be at risk. So we profiled the staff and this is what we found. Everybody was stressed to the hilt. They'd exceeded their adaptability factor, every single one of them. She was the only one. And I see this again and again and again. Individuals who are leading businesses who think they're superhumans, um, as I did. And that's why I got stage four cancer, because I'm merrily going along, not listening to the, the things that my body was telling me. And um, my body eventually gave me stage four cancer, which was um, was a, a real wake up. And that's why I'm so passionate about using this model and helping people in the workplace because it's so easy when you when you know what you're looking for. So please don't have an organization like this where you're the one who's going gung-ho and everybody else is struggling, and then you're putting more and more pressure onto them. It doesn't work. So as I've said, stress is not a bad experience. It's how you respond to it that counts. We need stress in the workplace to, to keep us going, to keep us motivated, etc. Have a think about how close you are to burnout and is your behavior making you ill? Look at look at what's happening to you on a day to day basis and um, give some thought to what style you might be and how close you could be to, to burnout and people in your teams as well. Um, because illness and um, harmony is just so easy to to reverse, to fix when you know what you're you're doing. Um I, I have a perfect health hub. So lo lots of people in the workplace um, are too shy to come forward. Um, so I've created a way that people can then look at um, health and well-being um, challenges that they have and identify with on an online basis. It's very simple. It's an online thing. It's $14.99 a month. And it's a promise I made to my mum that um, she died just a few weeks after I got my all clear from uh, stage four in 2015 and she made me promise that I would share with people how they could reverse serious illness and um, this is the way that I did it and I, I launched it last year and I hadn't told anybody about it so I'm now starting to tell people we've we've populated with videos interviews downloads workbooks all, all kinds of things there 
um, where you get access access yourself. And it's um, it's fourteen ninety nine a month. It's not going to break the bank. And we also do networking as well. Um, there's an offer I mentioned that um, Arnold's going to send the link to you if anybody would like to have their own profile. Um, I normally charge in corporates uh, around two hundred ninety nine. Um, so it's a special offer that I've put together. Or well, my PA has done it. Bless the socks. Um, for IPBN members. This has been a production of the IPBN in partnership with Pinkroom. For more information, visit us online at island-portugal.com and on LinkedIn at Island Portugal Business Network. For more IPBN podcasts, find us on Spotify or visit our website for the full list of episodes.